Good morning on this rather dull, wet day. But it's a good day to sit down and read God's Word and to hear what His Word has to say to us this morning. So we'll turn again to the book of Jude. We will read quite a few verses of Scripture this morning. So have your Bibles out and ready uh, to follow what the Word of God says. So much better than me speaking to speak the words of life, the Word of God. We're standing on the Word of God. It is the book our fathers died for. It is the book our fathers fought for, the Word of God. Though the foes of the Lord may scorn His Word, we're standing on the Word of God. So, We're going to look at Jude. We're getting near the end of this little epistle. But we still have a couple of Sundays probably left. We saw that when Jude had finished telling us of the false teachers, he set out four short principles for us to follow in order to get through our journey here on earth and to live for Jesus in our daily lives. And these were set out in verses 20 and 21 of this short epistle. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And we split them up into four little principles. Build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Be fervent in prayer in the Holy in the Holy Ghost. And keep yourselves in the love of God. And then the last one, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Keep looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. We're to keep looking. You know, Christian people have a wonderful future. An unbelievable inheritance in heaven is waiting for us. We have a reservation written on our inheritance in heaven. And a guarantee from our Lord and Saviour, the Holy Ghost. We have been given and are indwelt by the Holy Ghost. And he is the pledge that someday we will take up our inheritance in heaven. He's the only pledge we have. People speak of baptism and taking communion and sacraments as being in some way a pledge I don't know what it means actually but the only pledge I know of is the Holy Spirit who has been given to us as we go through our journey here on earth and so we're going to look at some verses of scripture that will help us I hope understand what we are doing when we're keeping looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. 
So we look at Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1, and we'll probably read the whole chapter. It's a magnificent chapter, this, and it should be studied to understand our position in Christ. Note as we read this chapter the number of times Paul uses in Christ. In the short epistle too, I think he uses it about ten times. And in the first chapter, about five times. But then Christ is also referred to uh, in this chapter in other ways. So we'll start reading this and we'll just stop every now and again to make a comment. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. Paul walking with his soldiers and with a lot of other people going to Damascus to persecute the Christians. And he was met by Jesus Christ. And he became a, an apostle of Jesus Christ. By the will of God, not by the will of man, but by the will of God. To the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Jesus Christ. Grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Most people today will talk about God. Everybody believes in God. You don't have to state who or what your God is, but everybody believes in God. So there's no pr problem talking to people about God. Always amazed me when I went to India that the uh, Hindus that I was dealing with and others, they would say, God bless you. And they had hundreds of gods. I never knew which god they were talking about. But we have here, to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. When we become born again, we become people who are in Christ. And he should be the centre of our worship as we go through this world. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. These blessings are waiting for us in glory in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame 
before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. You know, there are only two elect people within Scripture. We have Israel. Israel is the elect of God. And the other is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is God's elect. And when we are in him, we then have the blessings which are promised to those who are in Christ, the elect of God. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. We've been adopted by Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Nobody else's will, but his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. We are accepted by God because of the Lord Jesus Christ, because of his death at Calvary. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. And he suffered and bled and died. And because of Christ's death and resurrection, we are accepted in him. To the praise of the glory of his grace. You know, what does grace mean? Grace is God's righteousness at Christ's expense. Because of what Jesus Christ has done, we are accepted and we are given the grace and the righteousness of God day by day. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. In whom? In Christ. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. We have been made known the mystery of God through Jesus Christ. We have been given the mind of Christ. We have the indwelling Holy Spirit within us day by day. 
that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. It's amazing the number of times Christ is mentioned within these verses. Verse 11, in whom, in whom, in Christ, we also have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. The plan has been predestinated for those who are in Christ that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ and here's how these people became Christians and became part of the body of Christ the church becoming in Christ it says in whom in the Lord Jesus Christ ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth. They heard the gospel. Paul was here preaching and writing to the Ephesians. Reminding them that he had spent three years in Ephesus. Preaching and teaching and proclaiming the blood of Christ who can save all mankind who come and trust in him. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom, in Christ, also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that Holy Spirit, he dwells with us and he is the earnest of our inheritance. He is the guarantee of our inheritance. We have been sealed with the mark and authority of God, the Holy Spirit. which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory, Christ's glory. So we have this wonderful inheritance to look forward to. And we have the guarantee of the Holy Spirit and his seal upon our lives. Wherefore I also, after that I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the, Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, 
that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. God worked his mighty power in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. That is the position of Christ in glory. And we have been saved and we are in Christ and hath put all things under his feet and gave him this is all speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ he hath put all things under Christ's feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Wonderful. Paul writing to the Ephesians. And he had spent three years working with them. Do you know the sad thing? Soon after he left, wolves in sheep's clothing Paul said, would attack the flock. And so, in that chapter, we have a picture of what the Lord Jesus Christ is to you and to me who believe and trust in him. We look further at that in a few moments we must all be in Christ and also the Bible tells us Christ is in us the hope of glory our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness and I want to read a few verses in Colossians Colossians Paul writing to the saints at Colossae. Colossians chapter 1 and we'll start reading at verse 26. Colossians 1 verse 26. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest to his saints to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man 
and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Make sure, dear listener, that you are in Christ. Right, so we read out what Paul writing to the Ephesians said about how they became Christians. Where was it? Yes, verse 13 of first chapter of Ephesians. In whom also ye trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's how we become members of Christ, to be in Christ. How important it is that we all know for sure that we are in Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that's the message that we should be preaching today. And Paul, writing to the Colossians, says, Whom we preach, warning every man, and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. But let's turn back a little bit to what we started on today. Keep looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, I want you to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to read just a few verses, starting at verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent go before them which are asleep. And that means those who have already gone to glory, but their bodies are in the grave. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel. Just a matter of interest, you notice how it says, with the voice of the archangel. There's only one archangel. Most churches talk about archangels, but there's the voice of the archangel. The rest of the archangels are just a figment of man's imagination the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Two things. Paul, writing this to the Thessalonians, 
A couple of things he says. The Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ are now with Christ, but their bodies will be raised and their bodies will be transformed into wonderful bodies. We all have aches and pains. It'll be wonderful one day to have new bodies. But their bodies are in the graves and they will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caused up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You remember in John 14 where our Lord promised that he will return to receive the church of true born believers unto himself. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. This is a wonderful consummation that is going to take place. Those Christians who have died will come to meet the Lord in the air and we will be caught up with them. And it's interesting that Paul says in verse 17 Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. He says, we which are alive and remain. He doesn't say, those which will be alive. I wonder why Paul said that. I'll tell you why. He was expecting the rapture to happen at any time. And that's why it says in Jude, Keep looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. We should all be looking in expectation for this event to take place. So Paul expected the rapture to happen. We shall, which are alive and remain. He doesn't say those which will be alive. Just the point. Keep looking, Jude says. Keep looking. There are no prophecies which need to be fulfilled before this great event. So it can happen at any time. And look what Jude says. Keep looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look back to Ephesians. This time we look at chapter 2. Chapter 2 
of Ephesians. And we read from verse 1. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. And this applies to any person who is born again. We were dead, but we have been made alive in Jesus Christ. You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Satan, he's the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our ways of life in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Man is desperately wicked in his natural state. But God, that's a wonderful, just those two words, but God, we were dead in sins, far from God, but it says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. With Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are, spiritually speaking, sitting in Christ Jesus in glory, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Because of what Christ Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary, we read this verse, that in the ages to come, He's going to show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us. Guilty, vile sinners saved through Christ Jesus. And God is going to show forth the exceeding riches of that grace in his kindness toward us. What a wonderful Saviour we have. Nehemiah says in chapter 9.31 He is a gracious and merciful God. We are to actively keep looking for this great consummation when Christ will come. There's nothing here about 
improving our world, preparing the earth for the coming of Christ and other unscriptural ideas. We are to be on guard against the false teachers in our churches. We are to test the spirits. First John chapter 4 and verse 1. The first epistle of John chapter 4 and verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. There are many false prophets, there are many false teachers, test them against the word of God. We are to contend earnestly for the faith delivered once for all to us, to build ourselves up in the most holy faith, to be fervent in our prayers, to keeping ourselves in the love of God, in close fellowship with him, and finally keep looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, the coming to the sky of our blessed Lord to receive us unto himself. So, we must keep ourselves busy in the service of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, working as his ambassadors in this hostile world. Amen.